Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. I am very excited to have this guy on my show today. He is absolutely amazing. All things Marvel Comics, all things Boston teams. And he literally inspired me to do something uh, from his inspiration that I never thought in the 47 years on this planet that I would actually do, uh, which is a marathon. And I did not run it. I actually walked the 10K uh, because he is an avid runner himself. So uh, I am so honored to have Cam Gullett on the show today. And uh, Cam, how you doing? I'm doing, I mean, all things considered, doing pretty well, uh, you know. It's been some crazy <laughs> times. How are you holding up during this pandemic? Pretty good, pretty good. I actually, I, uh, I, you know, I, I found a girl uh, during the pandemic. We've been Yay. dating for uh, about four months almost now so all right um but yeah it's going well she better hold on to you you're a good guy don't make me nah, come she's, out there she's a, she's a better girl <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome to hear well tell the listeners right now uh, a little bit about yourself and then i want to know uh how you just got a love for all things boston teams yeah, um, you know, I was born and raised in Arkansas, and there's no professional sports there uh, other than the University of Arkansas, and I don't like them either. So, uh, <laughs> no, 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 pig suey for you? <laughs> no, no, not even a little bit. It's it's not great when you grow up around them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just you know, so you kind of get to pick your own teams. Uh, a lot of people there are like Cowboys fans, which again, I didn't really want because mm-hmm. uh, they were. I mean, that, you know, that was. That was whenever they were winning all their Super Bowls with eight men. Like I, I didn't right. want to just jump on 
jump on and start cheering for them. Um, which, you know, of course, right after I started rooting for the Patriots, they started winning Super Bowls. So, you know, whatever. So there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Captain, you know, Captain America is my favorite superhero and, uh, you know, the Patriots were uh, red, white, and blue too. So that made sense for me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Larry Bird, Celtics, everything worked out there too. So, you know, just kind of, just kind of chose everything there. And then Red Sox, uh, my brother was actually, He's a Cubs fan now, but he was a Yankees fan whenever we were kids. So right. that was uh, partially just to mess with his head. <laughs> what a good brother you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think what's really cool, you I mean, you got some really great teams that you're a fan of that have done uh, pretty dang well. I mean, the Celtics with the run that they had uh, in the beginning of the NBA and then part two in the NBA uh, bubble. Um, I know that you were impressed with their run, you know, they just unfortunately fell short. Uh, what do you think was some things that you liked when you saw the, the Celtics and, and the way that the team was, uh, was pretty much just gelling together? I mean, you know, Jason Tatum, I think that it was the best that I've seen him play. Um, Kemba Walker, just absolutely, uh, I think, I just think he's absolutely phenomenal, but you know, I know that you saw some great things you, you saw uh, during their run, but what is that takeaway as well as what would you like to see with the upcoming NBA draft? Do you think that they need some key pieces, some trades? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing with the bubble for me was seeing how well, uh, not, I mean, not, not just the bubble, but the regular season before that too, is just seeing how much better the team played with Kemba mm-hmm. versus, uh, you know, the, the basketball genius Kyrie uh, Irving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just, they, they just moved so much better with him. Uh, uh, Tatum would have to come in and be a bigger part. Uh, you know, of course it, it sucks that Hayward got hurt again. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe that's something where they move on from Hayward in the off season. I mean, who knows? Uh, I know he's got a player option for, I think it's like $34 million. So of course he's going to opt is in. Insane. Who, yeah. Who, I mean, who wouldn't opt in and take that kind of that kind of cash. Right. Uh, I get it, but you know, and, I mean, worst case scenario, if you know, if he stays healthy, you know, this is, this will be th- year three since the injury. So, mm-hmm. um, so maybe he'll stay healthy, but yeah, I, I was really excited to see how well the team played. Uh, they just, you know, unfortunately they just got out coached a little bit uh, when they, uh, you know, when they went into, uh, into that last series, they just, mm-hmm. Spolster's just, you know, he outcoached, he outcoached them a little bit and, yeah. uh, you know, they just, they didn't play hard enough mm-hmm. is what it is, but it was good. It was good. Uh, I didn't think that they were going to win the title this year. So it wasn't really something where, you know, I mean, I was bummed obviously, but you know, it's not like I thought they were going to win the I, title. You know I, what? I didn't, I didn't have them winning the title either, but I had them in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, of course, you know, it would have been nice to see Lakers and Lakers and Celtics again. Oh yeah. That, always, that was my, that was nice. my wish. See, thank yeah. you. That was on the yeah. same path. And I had people that was, you know, blowing me up on social media, saying you're absolutely crazy. What kind of games were you watching and everything else? And I think the key piece again, Hayward's injury and just, it, it, I, I had said it too, that I think they need, they need to move on from him. Um, I don't know, just, you gotta have, you know, that healthy uh, power forward, just ace in the hole if you want to, you know, move on to that next level. I think the Celtics within a year or two have a championship t- uh, team caliber in them. Uh, they just, like you said, they just need to figure it out and 
hopefully get somebody in there to, to gel it all together and everything else. But God, you know, Jason Tatum, was he like 22? Um, yeah. Yeah. Him, him, Jalen Brown. I mean, even, even, I mean, as much as I hate Marcus smart, sometimes I, I love him. Like yeah. I, I love him out there. Just shooters going to shoot. I love it. Oh yeah. I uh, do too. But I, he showed up I, pretty I, big I, in this series. He really did in, in the, yeah. in the postseason. He, he, he impressed me. Um, yeah, and I, I think uh, I, I can't remember who I was listening to that that said it, and I, I hadn't even put it together either. Um, but I, I think it can't really go without said that the, these were the first meaningful games that Kimber Walker has played since he was at UConn mm-hmm. also. I mean, he never played in a playoff game in the NBA until this season. So That's true. Yeah. That is so, true. like, yeah. it, it, is, it is interesting that, like, you know, I know he kind of disappeared a little bit, especially in the Heat series. He kind of disappeared a little bit. But, you know, again, like, if, if you don't play meaningful basketball for almost a decade, I mean, what do you, you know, what are you supposed to do? Like, right. it's, it's hard to get back into that, into that flow whenever you've been just playing a bunch of worthless games for the entire, you know, part, the entire portion of your career. So I think that'll sure. be something that'll be interesting to see next year, too, is, is does he – you know, does he actually play well in the playoffs mm-hmm. the whole way through, not right. just, you know, one series? I mean, when he was – when the series, it was so crazy because whenever a, a big clutch shot needed to be taken, God, his, his shots just came right on time. It reminded me of Chauncey Billups and, you know, the reason why, you know, at Detroit, they call him Mr. Big Shot. I kept calling Kemba Walker that because when the three was needed to take the lead or to extend the lead, I mean – from the premier, he would just hit it or be an and one. Um, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see what he does and what how much he can contribute uh, uh, next year. But I think your squad is 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 a dangerous uh, team going into next year. I can't say mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm saying that as a Pistons fan because you know I'm not seeing anything happening with my team. But <laughs> <laughs> one could wish what we could do with you know our our tragic mess, but. Speaking of your teams and sticking with Boston, the Patriots, um, and I, I got several Patriots uh, fans that live here in, in Texas that were highly upset that Tom Brady was moving on and it couldn't work out and that he stayed uh, with the organization and now he's with the Buccaneers. Uh, give me your thoughts, you know, when he did the part, now you have Cam Newton, um, the unfortunate thing of what's happening with the Patriots and the COVID cases that are going on and it hit uh, Cam. Uh, I know that you have to have some kind of just different kinds of uh, feelings and, and emotions with all of that and the change and, and everything happening. And then, you know, unfortunately, uh, y'all taking an L this past weekend. But uh, give me your thoughts on, you know, the departure of Tom, enter Cam and, and the organization and how you think they're going to do this season. Yeah, I mean, of, co- of course I was bummed. I mean, you know, it's not great when your quarterback leaves, especially a legendary quarterback like Tom Brady, you know, arguably the best quarterback that's ever played football. Um, it, it was terrible. It was bad. It was, it was a rough couple of weeks whenever, uh, whenever he left. But, you know, he also kind of saw it come in after, uh, after some of those uh, Sam Wickersham pieces came out about the dysfunction that was going on between him and uh, him and Belichick. It kind of seemed like it might happen even last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the fact that we got one more good season out of him last year was, you know, was nice. And then, you know, uh, when it looked like it was going to be Stidham, it was, it was rough. 
Mm-hmm. Not great. But then we got Cam and, you know, uh, you know, look, it's not just because we have the same name. I mean, I, you know, the guy's a good player. So it was I like, mean, no good. offense. It, I would have went with Stidham. Y'all's backup. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's your backup or your third. I think Stidham is your third string. Your backup is Hoyer, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah backup's well, Hoyer. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, no. The the only person that believes in Brian Hoyer is Ravi Balakrishna, and it's just because he will not let a Michigan Ravi, State guy why? go unnoticed. It just got those MSU <laughs> ties. That's the problem. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, when it looked like it was gonna be Hoyer instead, I'm like, that's not great. But then we get Cam, and you know, I, I mean, look, I don't want to be that guy, but like, I don't care. Uh, Tom's in a different city now, so like, you know, he didn't leave. Uh, he didn't, he didn't leave, you know, he didn't quit on the team or anything like that. He, you know, he left because, you know, he, you know, he wanted to go play in a different city and I, I, that's fine. That's fine with me. Uh, he's looked pretty okay in Tampa so far. So mm-hmm. that, that part, again, it hurts a little bit, but again, like Cam's out there throwing for like 400 yards every week. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not upset. Like it's not his fault that they lost. Uh, you know, I mean, he threw that interception early on, but, and you know, the offense was a little, a little rough, but you know, neither team could get anything going all day. It was just kind of an ugly game and I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. Um, And then you also have to factor in, you know, what, I think it's four of our defensive starters are not even playing this year because Mm of uh, COVID concerns. And then, um, then we have two others. So we have six players total uh, from the defense who aren't playing because of COVID concerns. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at this point, you know, yeah, I mean, the Bills might win the division, but I mean, if somehow Belichick can get them to nine and seven, I think that's an accomplishment with right. a new quarterback and with so many players not playing. Do y'all make the postseason? I mean, as again, as a as, as, a, as a lifelong pass <laughs> fan, I, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to actually think that the Bills are going to win the division. <laughs> Come on, right. I mean, I mean, the Pats have won the division for, I, I don't even know what, was it 12 or 13 years in a row now, something yeah. like that? Like, it's it's hard to envision that they're not going to somehow pull this off, mm-hmm. uh, especially when, you know, again, they just have to, they just have to have a better record than the Bills. Like, it's right. not like, it's not like all four teams in the division are good. The Jets are terrible. The Dolphins mm-hmm. are terrible. Um, so, yeah, they just have to beat that one team to, to win it. Uh, I do think if they don't win the division, though, I don't know if they make I don't know if they get a wild card. Well, actually, no, because there's an extra wild card this year. Mm-hmm. So they probably do. There's an extra one. Yeah. Year. Yeah. They yeah. Did so it in baseball, they did it. Yeah. Well, all the sports they're doing an extra wild card for postseason. Yeah. So with with the extra wild card spot, I, I maybe. Uh, but if if they only go nine and seven, I think that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty tough because, yeah. you know. Kansas City's good. The Chargers are maybe good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Raiders might be good. I mean, the Steelers and Ravens are obviously. I mean, both Justin good. Herbert. Golly. Like, yeah, I I didn't see that. I watched all of Herbert. I didn't see that coming either. Was gonna be, I didn't think he was going to be good. Uh, I didn't think so either. I, I mean, the unfortunate stuff that happened with the organization and, and the doctors of Terod Taylor. I mean, that's unfortunate that happened. I did not really expect. Justin Herbert to come out it just I mean I, I'm impressed they they they, they yeah. got their they got their ace yeah I think I think he's uh I think he's good um he he gave me 
I don't know if you uh, watch uh, Hard Knocks every year or not, but oh, uh, yeah. he he reminded me a lot of the first the first season they did with the Rams when they were moving to uh, L.A. He reminded me a lot of Jared Goff from that season where I was just like, I don't think this guy's any good. Oh, my gosh. OK, I'm so glad someone said that aloud <laughs> because we yeah. watched the Hard Knocks this season, too. And, you know, getting past the fact that there is no, you know, preseason games and, you know, you're just watching all this and everything else. And then you're seeing who is, you know, going to be the crazy one with all the antics and, and all that. I had those thoughts, too. And I'm like, OK, well, I need to give him a fair shake, you know, and not compare him to, you know, Jared Goff and everything else. And so much for me thinking, you know, the worst of them. I, I'm, I'm really impressed with them thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Out of, out of, out of, uh, out of all the young, young quarterbacks, I mean, you know, I, I know that every year they come out, like, you know, some of them look good and then they mm-hmm. end up, you know, turning into, turn turning into garbage after yeah. that. So we'll, we'll see if he can, you know, we'll see if he can. Hopefully he won't it. be a one hit wonder. Yeah. But right, right now him and him and Tyler both, they both look pretty good. Oh my gosh. Uh, Kyler. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't be upset either Texas, way. If I, but Kyler. <laughs> Kyler looked absolutely impressive against Dallas mm-hmm. uh, Monday night. I, I just the full confidence, the swagger, uh, connecting to all his guys. The defense was just on point. Like that whole Arizona team, uh, I, I I doubted Cliff Kingsbury from jumping the college into the pros because you know is that you and I have watched football for so many years. Not many coaches do very well in that level going from college to pro, whether it be NFL or basketball, uh, pro sports. And uh, Cliff Kingsbury, to me right now, he, he's impressing the heck out of me. Like front runner for like, you know, coach of the year early. I know people are going to probably jump on this and think that I'm crazy, but they're sitting what? They've got a four and two record right now. I mean. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, same thing. Like, I mean, with that team, if he gets them to the playoffs, I mean, I, I don't know how I don't know how you don't at least give him a look at coach of yeah, the year. Um, exactly. Because, you know, yeah, I mean, look, the Chiefs might go 15 and one or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, no offense to Andy Reid, but like, how hard is it to go 15 and one when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback? Right. <laughs> uh, and same thing, which I, I, yeah, I know. Lamar is not playing as well this year as he did mm-hmm. last year, but also like that's kind of an unfair measuring stick because he was so amazing last year. Um, but same thing, like if you if you have a great team from last year, like I, I don't I don't know I I don't I don't want to discount it, but like it's a little different when you're taking a team that uh, you know wasn't good last year and you make them good mm-hmm. versus this year. Uh, you know, going in with a good team and you just continue to be good. I, I think that's a little bit different for coach of the year for sure. But yeah. I, I'm also the guy that, I mean, I, I think there are coaches sometimes that deserve coach of the year when they go seven and nine, just because mm-hmm. like some of these coaches, you look at that squad and you like, it's like how did you muster out seven wins with your squad? I'm yeah. not saying that they stink, but they stink. <laughs> you got mm-hmm. seven wins. That's 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 pretty much true. I, I like the fact that you said uh, that the Patriots, you know, one of the, the factors that you like the Patriots because of the colors, uh, you know, red, white and blue, and that your favorite Marvel uh, character is Captain America. How did you um, how did you become, you know, I don't want to say obsessed, 
But just, you know, your love of Captain America, Marvel Comics and, and all of that there, like when did you have that, uh, that love for uh, comics? Uh, I mean, it, you know, I think most most people my age grew up watching the X-Men animated series and the Spider-Man animated series. Um, and I, I, I mean, I even watched the horrible Iron Man one where for some reason he looked Latino and had a mullet and no one really like to this day, no one really understands why. Mm -hmm. um, and there was also a really bad Captain America animated series, but I still watched it. Like, but that's, I mean, that's where most of it came from was watching those as a kid. Uh, mm -hmm. Whenever I was, I think, I mean, I was probably five or six whenever I was watching those originally. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, of course my parents want me to read stuff and, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you make, you make little bargains where it's like, I'll read one real book if you, if you buy take me that a book, book and then hide the comic book inside of it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just learning so much today from these amazing algebra problems. Oh, he yeah. went to go save the world. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I was a, you know, I was a sneak, I was a sneaky little kid. I tricked him into things all the time. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it is just uh, from a young age, it, it hooked me in. And then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as an adult, I, I, I'm so lucky. Like I get to watch all these awesome movies now right. when, you know, as a kid, I, you know, I mean, come on, like I didn't have any of this awesome stuff. I mean, I, you know, we had the 89, you know, Batman movie, but then basically everything after that was bad. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, the X-Men movies are, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, I, I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, but I, you know, I, that's a, that's a different level of Spider-Man than we're getting now for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, and they're still doing really good things in the actual comic books themselves. Like, uh, and it's, it, it, <laughs> It's really kind of cool to see, too, in the last couple of years that a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the diversity that they've, uh, you know, that they've been pushing for in the comics is starting to bleed over to the movies. Awesome. Um, you yeah, know, I think I it was agree. Anthony, Anthony Mackie, I think, that did the interview uh, last year or earlier this year, mm -hmm. um, where he very politely pointed out that, uh, you know, the movies are basically just a bunch of white people, <laughs> you know the comics haven't been uh, yeah. for, for several years now. They've, they've been bringing in, you know, Miles Morales and you know, uh, Kamala Khan and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, people like that. And, you know, it's kind of nice that they're starting to kind of nudge those characters into the mainstream and, uh, and, you know, make people deal with having to, you know, watch people that don't, you know, that don't look like them so that other people yeah. get to see people who do look like them. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Give me of all the Marvel movies that uh, have been out. Uh, give me your favorite Captain America one, and then give me okay. your favorite uh, Marvel movie one, and then tell me why that's your favorite. All right, so it's well, so I'll give you two, but it's yeah. actually the same answer. Mm -hmm. uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie. My favorite Captain America movie. It's my favorite Captain America story arc. Uh, I, you know, I absolutely love it. Um, when Ed Brubaker did it, I was, I think I was twelve, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was right in my wheelhouse uh, when it came out. Right in my, you know, reading every Captain America comic I could find because I didn't quite comprehend. Uh, you know, back then that if you read them in order, it made more sense. Uh, so, you, know, just <laughs> you were just that excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, that, that came out and he brought Bucky back, you know, it was, you know, there was, you know, an old saying that, you know, there were certain deaths that couldn't be brought back in comics because, you know, no one else, you know, most, most people don't stay dead, but you know, it was, you know, uncle Ben from Spider-Man, Bucky from Captain America and yeah. Bruce Wayne's parents. And Ed Brubaker was like, mm, well, why does Bucky have to stay dead? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we do something there? Um, so, you know, they did this, you know, it was a, a long running story. Like they didn't reveal that it was Bucky for, you know, for a long time mm-hmm. um, in the comics. And, you know, of course, you know, the movie comes out and anyone who's read it, it's like, well, I know what we're doing here. Right. But at the same time, still very well done. Um, you know, of course, they made changes uh, just like they do with any movie. I mean, you're, you know, you can't tell it just like you did the comic book because you don't have, you know, you might have. 50 issues to tell a story in a, in a comic book, you, you know, you have one movie, so right. you got to wrap it up a little bit quicker. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but they, they did such a good job translating it. Um, also one of my favorite Captain America side characters, uh, Batroc de Liper, uh, played by George St. Pierre is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing something like that where like, cause he's such a ridiculous character in the comics. Um, so seeing them bring him in and make him, like not a complete joke, like make him like a real character and stuff like that was, that was just super cool uh, to see. And then the way that they handled everything with Bucky and then, you know, tearing down shield and it, you know, essentially being like a really cool, like spy, you know, spy movie slash, you know, commentary on the deep state of, you know, like, you know, Hey, you know, surveillance state, like it's maybe not great. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff was, uh, was very cool um and yeah it's just it's it is it's my absolute favorite marvel movie favorite captain america movie if i had if i had to do something just to give you a second movie that wasn't a captain america movie i would probably i'd probably say spider-man far from home Mm -hmm. like because spider-man is is uh again just as a kid i mean he's you know he's he's one of my favorite characters as well um and until they make some uh some x-men movies spider-man's gonna continue to be my of all uh, the spider-mans that came out i'm so glad you said that of all that because we had this we had this debate the other night the hubs and i who played spider-man the best who played and portrayed spider-man in movies the best so so all right so the answer is tom holland um but it's it's closer than I think people want to admit because like the thing is, so Toby Maguire was an amazing Peter Parker. Yes. Who's very good as Peter Parker. Yes. Not as great as Spider-Man. Thank because you. He's, he's not, he's not funny enough. Once he puts the suit on, he's not funny enough. There it is. So they missed that part. I agree um, with that. And then, yeah. And then Andrew Garfield, great as spider-man because he's he's funny he's got the one-liners he's he's very quick um but his peter parker the problem with it is that he didn't turn that off mm-hmm. so when he's peter parker he's still really fast quick snappy and that's not peter parker he's a right he's a dork that can't get his life together like so they both got two halves of the coin correct but they couldn't get the second half i think Whereas pieces of holland, both of them went exactly. know, into tom holland Exactly. And I think Tom Holland brilliantly brought out Peter Parker. And then when he was a Peter Parker and then the, you know, the Spider-Man suit was on, he was Spider-Man. It captivated me because I, I saw all the ones that he's been in and Far From Home is my favorite one that he's done. Uh, it captivated me the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. The, 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 it got, his, his role of it, the whole movie. I didn't have to be like, okay, he's brilliant here, but he lost me here, or he lost me here, but he's brilliant here. I, you said that so well. With, yeah. Well, with, he's, he's, he's also the first actor to go, hey, uh, you know, Spider-Man is from Queens. Maybe I should try to talk like I'm from Queens. Exactly. Like, that's and I didn't think he would pull that off, you know. and he, he, he did. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. my, I, my friends that live in New York, like I asked them how, how good the accent is. They're like, I mean, it's pretty good. Like for a guy who's not actually from here, it's, you know, it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, especially for a guy that's not even from America. <laughs> but Yeah. Cause I, I was doggone impressed. I, I was, I was really impressed. Uh, yeah. So I know that you are along with a, uh, us movie fans that love, you know, comic movies, whether it be Marvel, whether it be DC, and you know this unfortunate pandemic, uh, a lot of delays, a lot of stuff got pushed back, whether it be one year, two years, and everything else. Is there a movie that you were interested in that is part of the delay process that you're partly bummed about, but you can't wait to see? Uh, I mean, Black Widow for sure. Like, obviously, uh, that's that's a big one. Um, but really, the one that was supposed to come out this year that I'm I'm super bummed about just because I think that it had the most potential to surprise people like guardians of the galaxy did is mm-hmm. the eternals. Yeah. It, it's the, those characters are so interesting and cool. Um, and it's, you know, they're again, much like guardians, they're characters that even people who like comic books mm-hmm. don't like a hundred percent. know. like I look, I know a lot about the guardians because I had read several, uh, several books with them and I've read some eternal stuff, mm-hmm. but also there's just not a lot of eternal stuff out there. Like there's stuff with various characters from the eternals in it, mm-hmm. but every time they've ever actually tried to do a, an actual book starring the eternals, it has failed miserably. Like mm, nobody ever bought the, ever bought the books with, uh, with just them. So that's what I'm really interested about because they can kind of do whatever they want to an extent with them um, because the characters are so like, so unknown that, you know, if you change them, you know, like they changed the guardians a lot Um, and they, they took advantage of the fact that, you know, people don't really know a hundred percent who they are. And of course, you know, some of my comic book friends were like, well, they changed them too much. And I was like, did they, whatever, who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They changed them and they changed them to be good. Like they're, they're good versions of the character. So I'm not upset about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and same thing with the Eternals. Like it's, it's just it's it's such an interesting story um, because you know it goes back to, you know, in the Marvel comics, it goes back to the beginning of the actual universe. Uh, is is you know they were uh, you know they were created by the Celestials that were introduced in the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a second race called the deviants that were created as well, which, and I don't know if they're going to explore this in the movie or not, but Thanos is a deviant. So that could be something where, you know, um, because the movie, you know, takes place in a couple of different timelines, uh, apparently that could be something that they explore is like a young Thanos. Um, you know, they could also bring in Thanos, brother, Eros, uh, Oh, I forgot and, about Eros. That's right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that they could do. Um, There's, there's a lot of stuff that they could do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, again, going back to the, you know, the, the cool thing about how they're, you know, bringing so many different kinds of faces into, uh, into movies, you know, there's, there's tons of, uh, you know, tons of different kinds of uh, people in this movie. I mean, they have, you know, they have Salma Hayek, they have, uh, you know, Kamel, uh, Kamel Johnny's in it. Um, and uh, uh, Brian Tyree from Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. he's in it as well. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff going on with that movie. And I think it could be, I think it'd be really interesting. I also think that if they wanted to play it, this way they could do it in a way where essentially they could you know since the celestials created the uh the eternals they could always say that you know and then you know the eternals created the inhumans which is a completely different kind of race uh, of people um and they could always say that maybe the celestials created the mutants and maybe that's how we get the x-men in who knows like there there's there's a lot of interesting things that they could do with that movie yeah um and i i think it's i think it's going to be a really good one next year for sure well hopefully next year hopefully (laughs) hopefully is right like you know i'm just i miss going to theaters with new movies coming out and and seeing it because i mean you know I've had a debate with people about, oh, I have a home stereo system and, you know, I have surround sound in it. It's not the same. I'm sorry to say it. Those that have invested their money in it, good for you. However, comma, some movies you have to see it in a theater. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. No, the, the, the communal experience of, you know, like, you know, with Endgame, mm-hmm. like that, that movie was built up over 10 years. And, yes. you know, at the end of Endgame, when, you know, Captain America, you know, picks up Monier, grabs Monier out of the air, mm-hmm. and he's got that and the shield, like, you know, the entire theater erupted. Yes. Look, I'm perfectly okay watching movies at home. Everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. But going to a theater for something like that is like a really special thing. Exactly. I, I agree with you on that. I think that, you know, and we were discussing superheroes and, 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 you know, your favorites and everything else. I just think that you're a superhero because of the fact that you run marathons. And I want to know what inspired you to, to start running and then to start participating in marathons. Because like I said, um, at, at the beginning of this podcast for the listeners, you inspired me to do something that I never thought I would do. And that is to do a 10 K. I can't run it because, you know, my knees are, are done from years of, you know, running track, but you, uh, you were part of my inspiration that, you know, I got to make a difference and, you know, give back to some nonprofit organizations for doing this 10 K. And plus I had people rooting me on while I was walking all around, uh, this area and I walked to a, a, a shopping plaza and everything else. I mean, I was feeling it and then felt it when I got back home because my whole <laughs> body was like, please don't ever, 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 ever do that again. But I don't know. I just may, I, I you know, I, once you do one, I guess, and you, and you can expand on it, I guess, once you do one, whether it be a walking event or, uh, you know, a running marathon, you want to do another one. And mm-hmm. so I, I may, once Rona kicks rocks, I, I may do another one next year. I don't know. So what's the inspiration of you, you know, doing running and then getting involved in marathons? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do want to make a, not to diminish what I, what I do, but I do want to make an important distinction. Uh, I run half marathons. 
I, I still haven't actually ran. You, you, yeah, marathon, I, half marathon. Listen, I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I just don't want people thinking I'm out here like doing doing more than what I'm doing because, uh, yeah, full marathon's a, a whole different animal. Uh, which actually, I was supposed to do my first full this year, and uh, coronavirus said said no to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna try it again next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, uh, back in May of 2017, I went uh, to Pittsburgh with my buddy, Chris. He, I think at the time he was doing his, he had done one full and I think he was doing his fourth or fifth half. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's from Pittsburgh originally. And he, you know, he's like, Hey man, I gotta, you know, I'm driving up to, uh, you know, to, to there to do it. And I got to come through Nashville anyway, you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I've never been to Pittsburgh. I'll go. And at the time I was, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty bad out of shape, uh, overweight. Uh, I weighed, I was, mm, I was weighing in about 245, 250, which for me is a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically I, you know, I just went with him and just wanted to have a good weekend and have some fun. And, and, you know, I went down and, you know, met him at the finish line and, you know, I played soccer my whole life, basketball, football, baseball, everything. So I was, I was an athlete and just, you know, kind of stopped doing stuff as you do, as you, as you get a little bit older. And, you know, at the finish line, I was just like, man, I, I kind of want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this, would, I think this would be fun. I think this would be interesting. Um, you know, cause it was as, as many things as I did growing up, I, we didn't have track at my school. So, you know, we, we didn't have uh cross country, anything like that. So, mm-hmm. so I just, something I'd never done, uh, it was a new challenge and, you know, and, and a, and a way to, you know, go, Hey, you know, you're, you're pretty out of it, man. You gotta, you gotta get your life in order a little bit. You gotta, you know, stop, uh, stop, you know, having so many bad habits. So, you know, try to introduce some good ones to, uh, to help that. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I committed to him. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run one of these with you. And, uh, so that year I signed up for, uh, I signed up for the Cleveland, it was the rock and roll, uh, hall of fame half marathon. So that was in May. Um, the one I signed up for was in August, um, signed up for it, uh, with him and, uh, then proceeded to not train at all. It was bad. It was bad on me. Oh, oh. Um, and uh, so I, that had I, think I, I think I ran like a handful of like one mile runs, which I don't advise. Don't do that. If you're going right. to get into like running long distances, be smart about it. Don't don't do what I did. Um, and so showed up. And of course, like a mile and a half in shin splints, just crushing me uh, and, uh, you know, couldn't do it. And then, you know, I, I probably walked about 65 to 70% of it, but mm-hmm. finished it. Uh, under the time limit, finished mm-hmm. it, uh, barely. And then I was like, all right, we're going to do this again. I'm going to do it better. And so I signed up for the St. Jude half marathon, uh, which is in December every year in, in Memphis. Um, and then proceeded to also not train for that one either, <laughs> which again, what I don't advise. World? I, know, I know, <laughs> I know. So showed up, uh, I uh, did actually didn't run at all between Cleveland and Memphis. I oh. lied to Chris and Sarah, who are my dear, dear friends. And I, I told them multiple Sorry, times, Chris Oh yeah, I'm getting out there and training. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm getting out there. Uh, I did not get out there and train uh, at all. Nice. Uh, I told them after the race, I was like, by the way, guys, I haven't ran since, since August. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I did that one. I, I walked a little bit less, not much less, walked a little bit less. Um, and then, 
really, really got my house in order um, in January of 2018. Uh, we did uh, we did a rock and roll series half marathon in February of uh, yeah, in February of that year. Uh, we did it in New Orleans. And so in January, I actually started getting my life together. Um, I stopped drinking soda. Um, I started eating better. Um, I actually, you know, ran a little bit and actually prepared this time. Um, and then, yeah, New Orleans, it, you know, and again, I didn't train as hard as I should have. Um, but something just clicked, uh, something just clicked in my head and I, I got over, uh, I got over the mental barrier of not being able to do it. And I finished New Orleans, ran the whole time last like six miles or so. There was a lady that was running beside me and, Mm -hmm neither one of us said anything to each other, but like, I was like, if she stops, I'll stop. But if she doesn't stop, I'm not stopping. And for whatever reason, I just like locked into her and was like, no, like if she keeps going, I'm going to keep going. And and we did the whole time. And afterwards, you know, I, I, I went and I was like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I'm a stranger. I, I'm not trying to bother you. I'm not trying to hit on you or anything like that. I just want to let you know, like you helped me get through this because you didn't stop. So I didn't stop. And mm-hmm. she was like, Oh my God, the same exact thing. She, oh, was, wow, that's so she, cool. was like, she was like the whole way. I was like, no, this guy, like he, he wants to stop, but he's not stopping. So I got to keep going too. And it was like this cool, really thing. Like, I don't know who that woman is. No idea what she's doing in her life now. Um, but, uh, but it was like a cool thing. And then after that, like I, you know, really got it together and actually yeah. started training hard. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, yeah, July of, uh, 2018, I ran my first sub two hour half marathon and, uh, I've done, I've done nine half marathons now, um, in, you know, just about three years, uh, a little over three years. Uh, and I've done them in eight different States. So that's awesome. Cam. That's that's the goal is all 50 States. Bravo. You'll get it done. Just, you know, Rona needs to go away. (laughs) That's fantastic. That's awesome. Um, Before we go, uh, I've asked previous guests this, and I want to ask you this Um, first part. This is a two parter for you Um, real quick. I know that you and I have talked and you and your girlfriend love Love Island. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, I, my husband's into that show. It's a whole they, I could talk to Cam for a whole another hour because I know that he will break it down for me. And if my husband was here on the podcast with me, he would be like, bro, that's so awesome. Did you know about this? And this? Y'all, y'all would get y'all would hit it off. Great. Um, but what show are you binge watching now? That's just like, OK. You know, this one has caught my interest besides Love Island. What what are you what are you checking out on TV now? Um, I actually uh, I so I've seen it before, um, but I got uh, my lovely girlfriend, Erin. I got her into the good place uh, a little while ago. And we are we are at some point in the third out of the fourth season. Um, so that's that's really fun just to kind of see her reactions to it, because uh, I always watched it by myself. And uh, and had like one of my friends back home to talk to. Okay, my I need to, to check that to out. You're the third person to uh, say that they have watched The Good Place. I got to check that yeah. out. It's it's really good. Just avoid any information about it. Okay. Because there's just there's there's surprises that happen, and if it's spoiled for you, it's just not as impactful. Okay. Um, but okay. Uh, but yeah, that and then God, I'm trying to think. Um, 
I haven't really started anything other than Love Island uh, in the Love Island UK version. I haven't really started anything else. Oh, wait, no, actually, I, I did start uh, something else um, uh, again with Aaron because I, I it, nothing against this show. I just it just wasn't a show that I was ever going to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did watch season one of The Blacklist, uh, which was pretty good. Yes. Hey, Smart was, girl, Aaron. Nice. Yes. The Blacklist. Great show. Yeah, yeah. She told me I'm. I'm apparently not allowed to watch past uh, past season one because stuff happens or something. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> we're not we're not doing anything more than that. So right. Um, and then oh, um, another one. We only watched we only watched one episode of it, but uh, Killing Eve as well. Okay. We watched one episode of that. That was good. It was good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I haven't checked that's that about out. it right now. Okay. Cool. What is it, and this is my final one, what is it that, because everybody pretty much has dismissed this year for obvious reasons, uh, what is it that you want to accomplish for yourself by the end of 2020? The end of 2020? Um, well, I guess right now, uh, one, of, one of the things that I am doing is, uh, you know, because racing in person has not really been a thing this year and <laughs> virtual racing just is just, it's not the same like it's just, yeah. it's just not like because yeah. you're just running 13 miles you know by yourself like there's it's not interesting uh i mean it's it's interesting it's just not you know whatever mm-hmm. it's not race day uh, you know emotions and everything right. um but one thing that i'm doing uh is i'm doing a virtual half marathon for saint jude's uh children's hospital in memphis uh we're, i'm doing that uh december 1st um, is when I'm running it. The actual race day for it is December 5th. Uh, mm-hmm. and I am uh, currently raising money for them right now. Um, uh, I'm about, uh, I think I'm like $90 away from my goal right now. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Cool. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's the biggest thing that I want to do is just, uh, is just raise, you know, raise a little bit more money for them and, uh, you know, and then hopefully, hopefully run a good race time since I have, I haven't, uh, I haven't ran a race since, uh, February in Austin was the last time I've actually ran a race. Mm -hmm. So, well, listen, Uh, I think that's a good, uh, cause that you're doing and you're $90 away from your goal. So I definitely want to contribute, but if anybody else wants to contribute, how can they, uh, get a hold of you? Is this going to be on your social media platforms or because I mean, this Uh, is big. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my my Instagram uh, and my Twitter account are both at Camaro Gulag. Uh, so C A M A R O G U L A G, um, and uh, there's a link in the bio for both of those uh, where you can go and donate. And uh, and again, all the money goes to helping kids uh, and their parents not have to have hospital bills uh, for you know their uh, cancer treatments and everything which is, you know, super nice thing that they mm-hmm. do for people. I absolutely love what St. Jude does. Uh, and I'll repeat it for all the listeners. Uh, definitely hook up with Cam and what he's doing, uh, you know, connecting with St. Jude. His uh, Instagram is at C-A-M-A-R-O-G-U-L-A-G. Um, just on the Instagram or on Twitter? You got Twitter as well? Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. And Twitter also the exact same is at C-A-M-A-R-O-G-U-L-A-G. Uh, Cam, it was awesome speaking with you. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And, you know, I hope that we do this again, because I definitely I think I'm going to make it I'm going to make it a point. I'm making a point right now. When Rona goes away, 
I will do, actually saying this, I, I will do, I want to do a race. I want to do one in person. Um, okay. I, I, I did the virtual one, you know, and I've, I've never done, I never participated except for track. That was back in the day, way, 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 way back in the day <laughs> when I used to run all the time. But I think um, like you said, you know, the more people that are around and, you know, you draw that information from other runners that are participating, the more that makes you, you know, get out there and keep going and everything. So I'm going to make it a goal. Hopefully next year, I, I want to, whatever race that you're running, I want to be in it. All right. Sounds good. I got five or six on the docket next year, hopefully. So, okay. Yeah, hopefully so we got we got some options. Okay, I may mean, I may have to start small, you know, like you know, little little walk run. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's that's the thing though. There's a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that do half marathons and even full marathons where they do the walk run thing, and right. they like. I mean, you know, some of them beat me, so like it is it is what it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's you know, there's nothing. Nothing to be ashamed about uh, by just, you know, doing it however, however your body needs to be, you know, needs to do it. Cool. Well, I will definitely be part of that. But again, awesome talking with you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I truly do appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. This was great. You're welcome. Thank you very much, listeners, for being uh, so amazing and awesome as you always are. And as I always say at the end of every show, Take care, stay safe. Follow Heard That with Marisa Tigney on social media on Facebook, Heard That Marisa 5 on Instagram, and at Lovely Marisa T on Twitter. Thank you for your continued support.